0: On this episode of Why Watch That. Yeah. I mean,
1: if you don't come to work, you're going to be in
0: trouble. You're going to get worked. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> I know what I'm saying. Oh. Hit women. All right. Hit persons, hit
1: people. Hinchmen. Hinch-, Hinch women. Hinch individuals and now the ref is putting on her neck pillow right in front of me.
0: you're going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I have to. That is gold.
1: That's where she was going. Why was she going there? Was it to be a dancer? Was it to be something else? Is she a dancer? Is she not? What is she?
0: Mm-hmm. He did Les Mis, but it was really like <laughs> about lobsters. And he did He did one called LaGuardia. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure that was great. No, oh, it was hilarious. <laughs> and then this one was the bodega, uh, and and he was the bodega man. Ken. so John Bodega.
1: Why watch that as a podcast featuring the critic
0: and referee who go head to head on a quest to discover the best movies and
1: TV shows Hollywood has to offer? Expect the unexpected from the critic,
0: while well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work, so you don't have to. Welcome, Welcome to, to Why, Why Watch That. that. So, Critic, are you going to buy me a coffee? Maybe. Oh, Why watch that first look? All right, now we've been sneaking around. We got a first look for you, listeners. Here's the deal Netflix ain't stopping. So, we might as well cover what they're doing. (laughs) Um, They give us access, so thank you for that. But this is a first look movie, Mm -hmm. and it's called Gunpowder Milkshake. So, you know that song, My Milkshake, Bring It to the Yard? That is not that. So, yeah, you don't want to come to this yard. I don't know if you want to go to this yard. This is coming to us from Navat Papuchato. He wrote it as well, he directed it, um, but along with Hud Lovsky, they wrote it together. It's starring Karen Jillian. Now, Karen is. No, I think that's the Marvel uh, wonder. She plays, is that the same girl? Nebula? Yes. In... uh,
1: Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, I keep thinking of... I mean, she had a pivotal role, let's just say, in Endgame. And we've got Lena Headey, Angela Bassett, uh, Paul Giamatti showing up. You know, Chloe... I mean, just, you know, Michelle Yao. People are showing up. This is an action movie. You know how Netflix can be. So I always get nervous <laughs> when I see actors and actresses that I love, whom I love. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it, gets, it gets me worried. So sh- is it valid? Should I be worried? I mean, Michelle Yeoh, come on, come on. Angel yes. Bassett, hello. Al no. Giamatti, hello.
1: Hmm. And
0: even Carrie Gillen. if you haven't seen her outside of the Nebula, she does great work.
1: And she's the... What's going on here? You know, she plays the lead. So she's got to anchor yeah. a movie with all of them. Yeah. I mean, if you don't come to work, you're going
0: to be in trouble. You're going to get worked. Yeah, well. <laughs> I know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dear. What's going on here?
1: That. Anyway, so... <laughs> so what happens is there's the firm. All men... Who have enforcers, or women? Okay, hit
0: women. All right, hit persons. Hit people. Hinchmen. Hinch women. <laughs> hinch individuals. Now, hinch persons.
1: There you go. Now, their enforcers are exemplified by a mother, and then her abandoned daughter. Fifteen years later. Now we see this mother and daughter at a diner. And this is a special diner. It's almost John Wick-like when you go to the Continental. So here- It sounds like it. Yes, here you go to the diner, okay? So, and now the ref is putting on her neck pillow right in front of me.
0: <laughs> I think you are gonna say anything! <laughs> <laughs> I have to, that is gold, that is just gold.
1: <laughs> so while the ref is getting comfortable for her flight, let me tell you this. The <laughs> daughter, her name is Sam. Uh, and, you know, at this point, she's young. The mother is Scarlet, played by Lena Hattie. Now... Oh, Lena. They they meet to have a milkshake at the diner.
0: I, Where, I said it. Milkshake, bring boys to the yard. Bring well, like, Lena when they the yard. come to
1: the diner, the gunpowder comes out. Oh, okay? Ooh, okay. And Scarlet vanishes after whatever happens. Then we go forward 15 years and Karen is playing Sam. Karen is now taking over what her mother did. Okay? Now, in this world, everybody and their mother needs to check their weapons. Just like that John get- Wick. Yes. You gotta check it. Okay, you gotta check it at the diner. Okay, the waitresses just come out and say, uh, <laughs> give me that. Thank you. And The thing about sam is this she has no type of person that she kills anybody she will kill she says but come on everybody has a type now plus she has no code just tell her what she needs to get done but what happens to her when a contract goes wrong who's on her side and who is it well while this happens you'll see what that is she gains an apprentice. But who is this person exactly? How did Sam find this person? And how useful could this person be if she could be killed in any moment? But maybe her saving grace is her enforcer aunts. They are the librarians. Okay. Now, these librarians, three of them, are played by Carla Gino. Angela Bassett and Michelle Yeoh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Now, there are books at this library, but what do those books lead to, is the question. So Sam hasn't seen them in 15 years. They haven't seen Sam or Sam's mother in 15 years. So what's this reunion like? And how can they help her? Now, when it comes to Paul Giamatti's character, Nathan, he's the head of the HR department for the firm of course he is <laughs> yes. and he's been looking after Sam he? Oh. Mm. what is that really about also what happened to Scarlett Lena Hattie's character Sam's mother what actually happened is she alive if so where has she been
0: you know she is
1: Sam's going to need all the help she can get to beat the firm at it's own game now review time this movie doesn't show violence early on, which was effective.
0: Okay. You can
1: sense it. You can maybe hear it. You don't see it. Once we get to the violence, though, the first big fight was a little jittery. It was a little too jittery for me. I was disappointed.
0: What do you mean jittery? Like the camera? The, yes, fighting. literally oh, okay. the camera.
1: It was, I just couldn't really follow it. I had, look, if you're going to give us a fight, put the camera in the right place. Unless it's Queen Latifah.
0: <laughs> and uh, what is their show uh, oh,
1: The Equalizer uh, The Equalizer, yeah. yes now, that's the first fight but then the second big fight was better, less jittery and more creative with a sense of humor ditto for the subsequent car chase, you'll see who's involved I won't tell you and the final mm. two fights and shootouts get things done aesthetically what comes to mind is when we see the buck kicking in, in Asian cinema You think, you know, Kill Bill, Tarantino, that kind of thing. John Wick, of course. So why watch this? To see this cast, excuse me, this cast having fun responsibly via stylized violence. (laughs) It is fun to see them do it. It really is. Um, Now, overall, it's solid. It is derivative for this genre, but that works on Netflix.
0: Well, it's on Netflix currently, so you can go to Netflix. It came out on the 14th of July, so you are safe to watch it now. However, this is a TV sneak peek that we're going to talk about, and it's called Hit and Run. Whoa. Mm. Oh, Why Watch That Sneak Peek. Just as a side note, I want to thank the critic for bearing with me those last five minutes. I dropped the camera. I mean, I just did all kinds of, and I am in a literal uh, airplane pillow. So there, that is. So hit run. By the way, a hood with with a hoodie. Yeah, it's very effective. (laughs) Only only for you, critic. Now, hit and run is going to be on Netflix. You can watch it there. This cast is not as familiar to me with the exception of one actress. Everybody else, I'm sort of in the dark, so we're really going to rely on the critic to walk us through this. The one person that I'm talking about is Sanaa Lathan. She is in this. We um, have watched many of her projects here on Why Watch That. Um, But we have, like... um, Kayleen Ohm and Moran Rosblatt, uh, Laura Raz, I mean, just all kinds of other people who are going to be showing up in this. This is, uh, I don't know who the creator is. A lot of writers. Yeah, Yeah, a lot of writers. Don't know who is the showrunner on this, so we'll have to maybe dig around and put that after we air. Showrunners
1: are Nicole Yorkin and Don Prestwich.
0: Well, there you go with that those are the showrunners there and here's the question now Netflix as we already alluded to some things can be really exciting and interesting like you know obviously you know the Queen's Gambit and anything with Queen in it it's it's gold <laughs> but sometimes you know it's a hit run or it's a hit missed mm. so which is this
1: hmm Well, at the opening, we see the Oris character, Segev, getting his butt kicked in prison in the United States. He's Israeli. Why? Then we cut back in time to when he's in Israel. We find out that he is a tour guide in Israel. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, you go from being a tour guide to being locked up in prison in the States. Now, as this tour guide, of course, he does his job. You know, he has a nice attitude, fun picking people up. But this is a, I mean, this is a strong guy. This is not your average tour guide. And he has a daughter whom he loves and she loves him. She's not nagging, none of that stuff. And he has a wife who is a ballet dancer. Oh, yes. Now his wife is American. She's come over um you know to Israel to dance so okay now what happens is she gets an offer to go back to the states to dance what's that going to do to their family now Segev's daughter this isn't his wife's biological daughter but the daughter and his wife love each other okay So, I mean, this could pull this family apart if she's going to dance in the States and can he go over with his daughter? What about that? You know, will the daughter's mother allow it? So what happens is, on her way to go back to the States, there's a hit and run. Yes. And she's killed. Yes. Now, Negev has a cousin who is a cop. So, you know, let's get on it. And he wants to get on it. Who did it? The more he finds out, the more confusing it becomes. The more he encounters, the more suspicious he gets. And he does have a background that ain't got nothing to do with tour guiding. Uh Uh-oh. So eventually, he's got to protect his daughter and so on. How? And he has to get down to the bottom of who killed his wife, Danielle. Mm. So he comes over to the States. Why? That's where she was going. Why was she going there? Was it to be a dancer? Was it to be something else? Is she a dancer? Is she not? What is she? And what is the connection between Israel and the States here? Now, when he gets to the States, because of his past, he has connections. He has a great friend who lives in the States, has a son and a wife. He ropes him in for help. How does he help? What do they do together to get down to the bottom of this stuff? watch out, knocking heads. And oh. there was someone that the two of them knew in a different country, I won't tell you which one, a long time ago, who's a reporter for New York Magazine. And that's Sanaa Lathan's character, Naomi. So they need to go to her so she can do some digging and figure some stuff out. The more digging, the worse it I, I bet. Some people ain't going to be left standing. Now this is not a limited series or a mini-series. So how does it end in the first season? Because I've watched all nine episodes.
0: Oh, this tells me something.
1: Now, with that said, here's the thing. When there's the butt-kicking going, there's some urgency to it. I was with it. When they go too far away from that, and now you do have some of this, everybody, if you don't know Hebrew, you have to read subtitles sometimes. So they speak English when it makes sense and they speak Hebrew when it makes sense. Um, So just know that. Since I don't know Hebrew, I can't judge that. But the writing when it came to English, it wasn't necessarily bad. It was hollow. That's what I would call it. Mm. It, Like the longer they talk, the more you go, okay, that's not quite how they would say that. Like there's not quite enough, uh, you know, supporting this. They need to go a bit further if they want me to listen to all of this. It's just a bit shallow there, just a, the just a smell of it. Now, with that said, though, if you like this kind of show, then I mean, yeah. I mean, this is something you can check in on and watch it periodically as you want. You don't have to binge it. Um, I would say the thing I was thinking about, Ref, because we recently had this on Apple TV Plus from Israel.
0: Yeah, Tara. Mm-hmm.
1: That's right, Tehran. If you like Tehran, you might like this. It's not quite as good as Tehran. Not that Tehran was brilliant. But comparatively, Tehran had a little more heft to the story
0: than yeah. this. But I <laughs> finished
1: it because I like this genre and it wasn't bad. And in the end, if you make it through like the middle, which kind of sags a bit, you do get something. You start getting a okay. cascade
0: of craziness. So we we'll want to find out if Netflix does indeed renew this for the next season. Hopefully they do so that you can find out the end of this story and who killed this woman. How dare they? Mm. Well, let's move on to something that you cannot see on Netflix, at least not yet. In fact, you're going to have to do the old-fashioned thing and go to the theater on the 6th of August or you're going to have to wait a week and just watch it on demand. (laughs) So you don't have to go to the theater if you don't want to. And I am talking about Naked Singularity. Now, what Hmm. is happening there? I mean, that's an interesting title, to say the least. More than that, it's a very interesting cast. But before I get into that, This comes to us from Chase Palmer. He directed it and he wrote it along with David Matthews. Not the Dave Matthews band guy, but another one. And it is based on a novel. So there you have that. John Bodega. Or, sorry, Bodega. (laughs) (laughs) Bodega. There is this funny skit on SNL called The Bodega musical and it's hilarious. And oh, I watched it actually um just this weekend. So that was a Is phrase, it in so. the heights thing or not. It's it's a spoof off of like um it's it's uh oh god, I can't remember um the famous comedian who was a writer on SN- oh my uh, uh John something. I'll, I'll anyway, it's hilarious. I'll send you the link. Mulaney? Um, Mulaney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. John. And he uh, always, every time he hosts, he does a musical yes. version of something. Mm-hmm. He did Les Mis, but it was really like <laughs> about lobsters. And he did he did one called LaGuardia. <laughs> that, oh, I'm sure that was great. Oh, it was hilarious. And then this one was the bodega. Uh, and and he was the bodega man, Ken. So John Vollega <laughs> is not in that Bodega musical and it's so funny because like just out of nowhere pe- I'll send it to you it's hilarious so listeners mm-hmm. if you want to check it out it's funny Olivia Cook is not in that musical but she's in this movie yeah along with uh, Bill Sardsgaard when- whenever I see the Sar- Sardsgard brothers mm-hmm. they just are creepy people mm-hmm. I'm sure wonderful kind human beings but boy do they play characters that are very very interesting uh, Tim Blake goes along with the other people now This Wait, first of all, is John Boyega doing an English, his native tongue, or is he doing an American accent? American. Oh, it's always tricky with that one. Mm -hmm. Well, now that we know that, is this something we venture out to go into the theater to see? I mean, we're going to rush to get there August 6th. Do we wait for On Demand, or do we just kind of hang out and
1: wait? Yeah. And, and you know, when it comes to John's American dialect, it's oy, a oy. lot of the British actors, what they need to do is relax their mouths. That's what they need. It's too studied. Yeah. Like I talk. I'm sure like we this. sound
0: the same way. And it's right, always when like we a do fart British. R.
1: You know, if I talk yeah. like this, it's very, it's a lot of the mouth involved. So, you know, Your Honor, I have a client and they want to enter a not not guilty plea. Anyway. So, yeah, for, the, for the story, John plays Casey. Casey is a DA. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. And in Manhattan, no less.
0: Oh, so he's got a New York? No? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I should say, not a DA. What am I saying? He's a Manhattan public defender. There oh, we well, that's a whole other... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. So, he is a public defender who cares. He hasn't gotten the message that uh, the job of a public defender is to settle and keep these cases out of the courtroom. Now, Linda Lavin, we love her, plays the main judge he deals with. He and this judge, they don't get along. Okay, not at all. Because she wants to roll through these cases. He's like, no, listen, 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 and so on. So the whole thing is is he's becoming disillusioned with the legal process. Now, there's a former a client of his, played by Olivia, Leah, who comes back into his life. Why? Well, she works at the government pound. So where they lock your car up, and it might be oh. auctioned off. And because of this, there's a car in particular that is in their possession that numerous people want to get their hands on. Why? What is it about this car? Is it the car? Is it something in the car? Is it both? So one person comes up, you know, with his, you know, teeth hanging out of his mouth, smiling. And that's played by Ed Scrain Craig. He's the first one to attempt to get this car. What does Leah think about him? And how does their relationship develop or not develop across this movie? Now, as a result of her connection to Craig the cops come in and the cops want her to do something for them in order to keep her out of trouble will she do it or is there another option for her that will be highly lucrative if she can pull it off and what happens with Casey how does he get roped into this well because of legal advice at first but then what about that money what could he do with this money And he does have a friend who's a lawyer who's played by Bill Skarsgård, Dane. How is Dane going to figure into all of this exactly? And there are other bad dudes that pop up along the way. Now, remember, there's disillusionment with the legal system here. And how in the world does that relate to the title Naked Singularity? Yes. Now, if you're a science buff, you go, oh, is this like, you know, science stuff? Yeah, they do play around with what about alternate timelines and so on when it comes to this. So what if we're in this kind of timeline, but in that one, something else is happening. But I'll tell you, it's more said than seen. Is this a sci-fi influenced movie? In regard to the idea of that, but do they weave it in in a way that is cohesive? I cannot say that they do. Because watching oh. it the whole time, because you call it that, I'm looking for it, yep. you know. And I was expecting them to do something more with it than they did. Now, in the end, we do end up in a certain place. Does uh, Casey actually get what he wants in the end? Is he a- actually going to be able to affect change? Is really the question. See, change, just like all the timelines and all of that. And for Leo, will she get what she wants? And so on. How does it end? Is the question. So what I will say, this is the kind of movie for people who maybe you like 12 Monkeys, that kind of thing. It's Mm. not that crazy though. It is not nearly as crazy as 12 Monkeys at all. Okay. But maybe you just want to see some actors who have bought into the concept go. Like, I can't blame the actors. They were really going with it. And I didn't think it was bad. Yeah. I was just watching it going, okay. Like I, the the whole meta concept of it didn't land to me at all. I was also thinking ref because of the coloring for some reason. I was thinking about Joe versus the volcano. I don't know why. I really was thinking about that Tom Hanks movie. So just the look oh. of it, like, you know, when he was, uh, before he went to the volcano, when he was in the office, it's kind of that thing. Okay, So if you want to see that, and then it turns into like this heist thing. So if you just want to see them have kind of some fun with it, fine. Would I pay and go out to see this? Absolutely not. Would I pay money to rent it? I don't think so. Would I watch it if it were on a streaming platform I'm already paying for? Maybe. So, you know, you'll know. Everybody, if this is for you, based on what I said, and you'll know how to watch it. If you're going, eh, then that's probably how you'll feel if you watch it.
0: Well, there you go with that. We've got three, three new uh, things to watch. Two of them are on Netflix, a movie and a TV uh, series. And then we have a movie that you can see in the theaters on August 6th or you can wait until the 13th and see it on demand or you can just wait till it comes to a streaming service near you or as the critic says and i quote if you say "Eh," then maybe it's not for you
1: thanks for listening for additional resources